survivors. Are you excited? Because you should be. Uh, welcome. I just woke up. What are we excited about? Oh, boy. It's getting off to a great start. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, where each episode we strive to find something, anything, anything to watch <laughs> on streaming media. My name is Tom Feeney. I'm a writer for Wank's Chop Movie Magazine, and with me, as always, in Studio D, once again, <laughs> is my co-host, the Mandalorian. That's me, Mandalorian. Also, Mr. Mandalorian's here, too. He's a he's kind of like a guest background sort of person. Well, we count on him for the applause. That, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, we're back, and this is our second full episode, I believe, being in the studio. Right. We're both vaccinated. <laughs> so, as far as you know. As far as I know. But, and it's our, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it is our 100th what? episode. 100 episodes what? of the Deep Dive Podcast. 100 episodes. They exist now in the universe. They well, do. That, that's insane to me. I mean, no one thought we could do it. No one. Well, well we what? didn't either. Yeah. I mean, well. <laughs> I, mean I kind of thought, but then around really? episode two, I was like, yeah, we well, feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> but 100 episodes. And we also recently passed, I think it was 11,000 downloads, too. So, yep. I mean, that's a pretty big deal for a small time little podcast. Yes. And, and you know how long it took me to download it 11,000 times myself? <laughs> a long time. I will admit, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, but, sure. you know, but that's amazing. And yeah. you know what? This has been really fun. So, thank you to you. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I appreciate that. But here's the thing. We, you know, I was thinking about how we how we got here. Yeah. And ultimately, if my memory serves me right, this was your idea. <laughs> I think I hounded you for a couple of weeks saying we got to do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do something. And then I was like, who are you? And then eventually <laughs> I, I figured that out. And, and then you let me into the house. Yeah. And we were like. <laughs> Hey, this is a good idea that we yeah. should do this. And so far, I mean, it's been fan it has exceeded all of my expectations, and it's been so much fun. It really has. Yeah. So and we've I'm got, just, I'm we've glad. got some good listeners, and we've got some good comments. And I think the people that tune in, you know, to to listen to our episodes, our dedicated listeners, as it were, um, just kind of they know how much we enjoy doing this mm -hmm. podcast. Um, so. It, it, there's not a lot of work involved in terms of getting the energy or the will to do it. No, not um, at all. It's just, it's fun, you it know? And so fun. like, I personally want to say thank you to every single person who's ever downloaded an episode, who's ever listened to even a few minutes of our podcast. Um, yeah. As you know, as we don't do ads, right? right. Primarily because we don't have sponsors, mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. we don't do ads and, and we try to really um, bring you content that we think that you will enjoy that yeah. we know that we enjoy. So thank you. Exactly. I mean, we're going on, what, three years now? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Wow. And here's our list of listeners. Abner A. Abernathy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not gonna... Where did you get that? Is that all al alphabetical from the internet somewhere? I was just talking. <laughs> I think I heard it somewhere. Um, oh. So, yeah. I yeah. Mean, this was, and, and, you know, we started uh, in, in 2018. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, no one knew what the hell of COVID was, really. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, that weird orange dude was still president. Um <laughs> Black Panther was big at the box office. Oh, Black Panther, rest in peace. You know? And of yeah. course, most importantly, we did we started our podcast, which we is great. We did. And yeah. it's one of those things where like, you know how when you go to like an old-timey restaurant, you can buy, what happened in 1986? Or, you know, those booklets or yes. pamphlets? I hope that 2018 says something about two random people in the tiny state of Massachusetts decided to, you know, do a little podcast yeah. that somehow got popular in the Netherlands. Hey, there you go. I'm and South Korea, by the way. <laughs> South Korea. Oddly. I support 
everyone. Yes. Now I tried to pick up one of those things, you know, like uh, they have, you know, the Cracker Barrel. Oh yeah. And, uh, I picked one up for my ear, and I just opened up. There was a tombstone on it, <laughs> which is just very disheartening. I, I think I read in mine once too that you could buy a gallon of milk for like forty-five cents. Yeah, but you had to go get it from the cow. That yeah, that's true. Yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so our first uh, our first official episode premiered. <laughs> November 5th, yeah. 2018. Oh, yeah. And this was way back when the opening was way too long. And we actually <laughs> pretended to be stuck under the sea. <laughs> Listen, that, that, that gimmick worked for like at least two episodes. At least two episodes. <laughs> then it got really old. Yeah. Uh, so We know, evolved. We evolved. So <laughs> now we, we are here in 2021. We survived wow. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We survived differing work schedules. And we survived not getting paid for any of this. So, <laughs> yeah. So it is a testament to our stick-to-itiveness yep. and the middle finger to the pandemic yep. and all that fun stuff. So we break out the virtual champagne mm-hmm. because the recording equipment here ain't cheap. Clink, clink. And we toast to all of you yep. who have helped us out, stood by us, Absolutely. and of course listened to Amanda and myself ramble mm-hmm. on for all these <laughs> All these years. And let's be fair, we do so, do a lot of rambling. Exactly. We so, are like the rambling mandas. Yes. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. The rambling mandas. <laughs> okay, never mind. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. It does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, everybody, and cheers to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. And so, now on with the show. Now that we've uh, congratulated ourselves and pat ourselves on the back, uh, June. June. Pride we Month. It is. It's Pride it Month. It is Pride Month. Oh, man. I was wearing some really cool sandals that were rainbow earlier, but they gave me blisters, so I couldn't wear them tonight. Oh, but man. happy Pride to everyone who celebrates Pride. Absolutely. So, uh, and what we do celebrate is the accomplishments, and we remember the struggles of the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. And so now, Pride Month. If you did not know, it takes place in June mm-hmm. to commemorate the 1969 Stonewall riots Stonewall in New Jackson. York City. No, no, nope. not Stonewall Jackson. That's different. That's a different thing. <laughs> now, at the time, this was you know late 60s. Uh, gatherings of gay people in so-called gay bars was illegal. Yeah. And these bars were subject to violent police raids. And one of these raids happened at a place called uh, the Stonewall Inn in Manhattan. And uh, during that particularly violent raid, the people fought back. And this led to a series of, of protests in the city. And out of those was born the gay rights mm-hmm. movement. So that's why June we celebrate uh, Pride Month. Now, in typical deep dive fashion, Amanda and I put together some, you know, our some of our favorite little uh, picks from movies that deal with uh, LGBTQ plus issues. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda, what do you have for us? Okay, well, I'll go with my first one here because now I think too I will amend my statement to my statement to Happy Pride to everyone. Yes, because even if you don't quote celebrate it. You're happy for other people, and right? you can support it. Exactly. You support it. So therefore, happy pride to everybody. Yes. All right. My first pick is probably obvious, and I didn't know if you were going to go with it, but I chose Philadelphia. Oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. You know something? I didn't either until like three days ago. And I thought, I got to add that to my list. So I actually cut one wow. out to do this one. The Hanks, man. The Hanks. Now, The Hanks has a reputation for being in a lot of like epic drama movies right mm-hmm. not at first though he was a comedian he was he was in comedy which blows my mind because yeah, I don't think that's he's how like he super funny yeah. I mean, let's be fair um but you know you think of like castaway like forrest gum i mean all this stuff but in 1993 at the 
I want to say like the burgeoning of the HIV slash AIDS epidemic, or at least I want to say the acknowledgement of it, right? Um, comes this movie called Philadelphia, which by the way, if you're thinking of that Elton John song, you're, you're there, right? <laughs> but no, uh, Tom Hanks is also the stars Denzel Washington. I forgot about that yeah. too. Oh, and he has a fantastic mustache. <laughs> yeah. It's on level of like, what's that other dude who played in the car? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Thank you, Mr. Mandalorian, right over here. Yep. Um, but why, by the way, if you ever watch his like cop drama, little tangent here, he still has that mustache. He will he will go to his grave with that mustache. The Dens, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and Tom Selleck. And Tom but, Selleck. But and, he's selling reverse mortgages now, which freaks me out. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Also, there's Mary Steenbergen, who, by the way, is married to Ted Danson. Or Ted Danza? Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Why did I, I always Ted think Danson of, and Tony Danza. Tony Danza. I don't know. There's a name for that where you mix uh, the first and last part of a word with another first and last part of the word. I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of people do it phonetically with words and uh, sounds. Um, but anyways, right? So this, first of all, this is one of the movies like on par with like Braveheart. It's a long movie. Um, and I don't know if I can give you the whole breakdown, but essentially right here is it, this is a time period. And I think for maybe younger listeners who maybe wouldn't understand. And of course I, you know, I didn't necessarily understand. Um, people had to hide, people hide who they are. They, they felt a certain, or people still feel a certain, um, fear, right? That not that I can reproduce it, but like not being able to express who you are, who you love, whatever the case may be. This is the same sort of situation, right? Um, and he is, he's in the lawyery business, but he, he basically is hiding the fact that he's gay and he does have AIDS. Andrew Beckett is dying. You were impressed with Andrew Beckett's work. Andrew Beckett, yes, angry. What powerful force has caused him to change his mind? And he wants someone to pay. TriStar Pictures presents... The law's been broken. I just want what is fair, what is right. You remember the law, don't you? A Jonathan Demme picture. So let's talk about what this case is really all about. Did you fire Andrew Beckett because he had AIDS? The general public's hatred, our loathing, our fear. In this courtroom, Mr. Miller, justice is blind to matters of sexual orientation. We don't live in this courtroom, no, do we? Tom Hanks. I love the law. Denzel Washington. Are you gay? Objection! In a story about our lives. Oh, man, today's a good day. Our fears. Andy brought AIDS into our offices. And our humanity. I hate this case. Philadelphia. How many lawyers you go to before you call me? Nine. Now, something I do think that we should mention is that this is in the early 90s. And like I said, it's at the height of the um, AIDS HIV pandemic, which unfairly is intrinsically tied at the time to gay men, yeah. right? Uh, homosexual men, um, which is just, uh, I think that that connotation and that stigma that that was there is probably not as bad as now. Like maybe in more recent times, we've kind of come to terms with like, hey, you don't have to be gay to get HIV. Yeah, but I mean, originally right? in, the, in the early 80s when it first started to uh, appear, they were calling it gay cancer. Yeah. Um, the original term, it wasn't originally called AIDS, which is um, uh, autoimmune deficiency syndrome or yes. something like that. Oh, no, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. I can't like remember that. what it's called. Uh, but it was originally called 
uh, GRID, which stood for gay-related immune deficiency. That was what it was originally called. Then they started finding out IV drug users and others had right. it as well. So, uh, you it know, acquired, the, by the, way. the stigma was massive, especially yeah. at the beginning, when they had no idea what was going on, what was causing this. Right. And, yeah. you know, people were calling it a punishment from God, and they were just... You know, saying the worst things yeah. when it was a disease, mm -hmm. and diseases don't play favorites. No, they don't, and they're not political. No, they will kill anybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> as we've seen with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, and and this is right around the time too. I believe I think Freddie Mercury had already passed by this point, but he was also another person that sort of lived that in between line where he people kind of knew, right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't outwardly come out and say it. And then of course he says, "Yeah, sure, I have." HIV or whatever it was and dies two days later. Um, but anyways, uh, so he's, Tom Hanks is a law, let's call him a law associate. He has AIDS uh, and this movie really, um, they go into detail with like makeup, right? <laughs> AIDS is not just a, a an internal thing. There are physical outward mm -hmm. representations like um, nodules and, and like, I don't know the, the specifics, but it's yeah. one of those things where, like, you would see somebody on the street, let's say, and it's even mentioned and referenced in the movie. If this person had these sort of, like, dots on their face, let's say, they were automatically assumed mm -hmm. to have had AIDS and therefore be gay. Because, again, you couldn't have AIDS unless you were gay. Um, so <clears throat> he, in in the movie, he is doing his best to get his job done. And um, ultimately, his partner is not allowed um and I don't know, I didn't I didn't do too much research, and I don't know if it's the same now, but ultimately his partner wasn't allowed to make decisions for him, mm -hmm. couldn't come to the hospital as, like, his significant other, as it were, or his, quote, partner. That just didn't exist. Couldn't give blood to him, couldn't do anything. Couldn't even sign an NDR if Tom Hanks, the character, mm -hmm. the guy wanted it. Um, so this is really his fight to um, <clears throat> get back at the people who eventually will fire him and... Um, he proves through his case with Denzel Washington that he was fired for being gay, right. basically. Um, uh, so, yes, it's a long movie. It's really long. Um, but it's definitely worth a watch. Now, uh, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I don't want to say, like, underdog, but, you know, he couldn't find anybody to represent him. Mm -hmm. So here he is. He's like, hey, I'm coming out. I want to get... I want to get back at these people. I want to, you know, justice basically for being fired. And the only person who's going to take him is Denzel Washington because Denzel is obviously an amazing human being. <laughs> but it just, I don't know, it's kind of heartbreaking to think that even, what, 20 years ago, 30 years mm -hmm. ago, yeah. uh, it, it's, yeah, it's this weird, weird thing people do. It's called appeal to tradition where they say, oh, it's been this way, so it's going to stay this way. Yeah. And the human mind can sometimes not perceive that, so they just assume that, oh, well, you know, let's say A is the same way it has been forever, but it must have been that way forever. And it's like, no, that nope. they didn't get those rights. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't want to spoil it, although it's been about for 30, you know, years or whatever. Mm. But he does win his case. Um he does end up it's a sad ending. It is a sad ending. Yeah. But ultimately the uh the point is you need to watch the movie. Now, um there was a I think a real life couple that this was based on too. Um gentleman who was fired i can't remember um but in any case uh he it was the same situation so it was inspired by a true life story um now this movie is widely sort of accepted as being one of the first um major motion picture introductory 
scenarios to such a, a, a horrible disease and also the real people that live it. But it also has controversies too, because of course we are, these are actors, Hollywood mm-hmm. actors yeah. playing a real life story. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't as simple as in the three-hour movie. I mean, again, these uh, so many people who should have had rights didn't have any. So um, the box office, this movie made like insane amount of money. Um, where can you watch it? Now, it is, like we said, Pride Month, so you'll have plenty of places to watch it. Right now, if you have a Stars account or Amazon Prime or Apple Apple TV? No, it's it's Direct TV, AT&T. You can watch it for free. You can also buy it and rent to the usual places, including Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play, all that fun stuff. But I think what you really want to know is the scores. So IMDb gives it a 7.7 out of 10, but that's got like 300,000 ratings, so it's pretty pretty up there. Metacritic, it looks like it gives it an 80, and I don't have a Rotten Tomatoes score, but ultimately it's a... I don't want to say iconic, but it's it's a movie that's important and started a trend. Yes, great pick, I think. Thank you. Um, now, because I I myself am old as dirt, uh, <laughs> I remember when it came out. I remember seeing it in the theater, and I remember it being a phenomena, and it sparked a lot of conversation. And some people uh, were angry. Yeah, a lot of people were angry. You know, right? Um, so, but I remember I remember it being widely talked about. Back then, what's interesting is because uh, now I can see it as it was, which was kind of a, a cultural touchstone. Yeah. And going back, I can see it now as a time capsule. Yes, one definitely. Sort of capturing yes. that that time in our history. Right. Uh, and so it's 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 interesting from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. So to, no matter you know if you're seeing it for the first time or if you've seen it many many years ago and want to watch it again mm-hmm. uh it can hold it has different levels yeah so if you remember that time period it's a whole different it's a whole different thing but i think it'll like, mean yeah. something differently to you exactly yeah. exactly so that's why I, I think it's a great pick no matter you know what your perspective is mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of people that watched it back when it came out they had no idea they yeah. really didn't yeah. know what was involved and and what people go through you know who who suffered from aids mm-hmm. and their family and friends Right. So yeah, and and nowadays because it's it's more a manageable. It really is disease. You can live um, a long time. That was, and that was a, such a huge thing when that when that was available. Yes. Um. So and available yeah. to everybody. But then when 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 Philadelphia came out, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a death sentence. Which, um, again, this is the th- and this is probably my generation, right? But younger folks are probably going to think, "What do you mean it? Really? They didn't? Mm. Yeah." But it's true. Even only thirty years ago, people didn't have the right to have their significant other in the hospital room when, the, when they were dying. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that. I can't wait 30 years from now to see all the COVID movies. <laughs> There's going to be tons. Mm. Honestly, how, how many years did it take after the Boston Marathon bottoming? It was like three years. Three years. Yeah. And then uh, after 9-11, oh. there were movies. Oh, yeah. After that, not too long. So, yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. That's how the movie industry is. But ultimately, I would say go ahead and, and uh, watch this movie. And I would say... Prepare to be whelmed, overwhelmed with feelings, mm-hmm. right? Because it is, it is a tough movie to get through. It's it's a tough movie if you have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so worth a watch because I think at that point too, that turning point, that is when people started to like tell gay stories, tell um, lesbian stories, tell yeah. AIDS stories. And it's important. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's a it's a movie that you should you know 
show little kids, but when your kids yeah. are old enough, yeah. they need to know how we got here. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and what happened, what it was like then. Uh, yeah, I think Tom K- Tom Hanks was probably one of the best people to play that mm-hmm. role, too. He fits so perfectly in it. And like you were saying, Time Capsule, it, it doesn't age in the sense of like, oh, that was the 90s. You know, we can't relate. No, nope, it doesn't. It, it's just prevalent, yeah. right? And it kind of makes you think like, holy moly, you know? But anyways, that's my first pick, and I, I would really encourage everyone to watch it. Excellent. Very good pick. Thank you. I'm surprised I didn't even think about it so well i thought it might be like a little bit too not not random like not secure enough but i was mm. like you know what i think honestly the the problem that i had with this episode is that i was going to find a lot of movies that were either so far obscure that i couldn't get anything for them mm-hmm. or they were going to be so mainstream like philadelphia yeah. that it was going to be like uh whatever but you know what it is what it is we're just happy to be happy and talking about there you go this stuff so my first pick yes uh, is kind of more towards the obscure, but it, it has won some awards, so mm-hmm. it's not, you know, like totally obscure. Uh, but to, to, to preface my pick, so in the past decade or so, we've seen like more films and television shows that explore the transgender experience. Yes. Uh, now, sadly, many of them deal with like transgender people that somehow damaged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're portrayed as sex workers or victims of hate crimes and things like that. What well, is called body dysphoria, right? Yeah. Like something's wrong with you. Right. So, I mean, and that's that's unfortunate. Yes. And so, and if you think back, the gay community, the gay community dealt with these same stereotypical roles for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always, they were always the victim or yeah. they were, you know, portrayed as somehow uh, deviant or something like that. And, yes. and it went like that for such a long time. Now- Luckily, that 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 sort of window is becoming, I think, shorter. Yes. Uh, thank goodness. I mean, and and so it's becoming, uh, you know, it's becoming less rare than it was to see transgender people portrayed as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the same feelings, hopes, desires as everybody else. Right. Because that's how it are, is. That's how it yeah, is. <laughs> that's how it is. So that brings me to the first pick. Uh, it's a 2017 film, and it won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film that year. Oh. And it is a Chilean movie. It is called A Fantastic Woman. And the film centers around a transgender woman named Marina. And she's a waitress at a nightclub, and she's an aspiring singer and all that. And she's in a a very loving relationship with a kind, older man named Orlando. Now, on her birthday, Orlando dies suddenly of a brain aneurysm. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, So almost immediately after this tragedy... Uh, Orlando's family swoops in and they suspect Marina of having something to do with his death. They're completely unaccepting of her, Mm. uh, completely. And just because she is transgender, they automatically think that she's a prostitute and was taking advantage of Orlando, which was in no way the case. They had a a wonderful, they show you in the beginning of the movie, what a great relationship that they have. Mm -hmm. So they shut her out of funeral plans. They demand that she leave his wake when she shows up. And uh, ultimately, she is assaulted and humiliated by both the authorities and Orlando's family. Jeez. Yeah, so even even the couple's dog that they loved is taken away from her. And so she is in this, like, sort of, she's spiraling in, in, with grief and anger. And she keeps seeing visions of Orlando everywhere she goes. 
and she she takes this as a sign to fight to be respected as a loving partner. And so and that's that's her journey through this movie. Right. To try to find some way of finding acceptance. She doesn't really she doesn't need the family's acceptance, but she's kind of looking for closure. She wants to make her point that hey, you know, this was a real relationship. We loved each other. I deserve to grieve mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and things like that. So uh, it's a powerful movie and it's beautifully shot. And uh, the director is Sebastian Lilo. And uh, it is a Chilean film. There are subtitles, of course. Uh, but uh, most notably, and this is what I really, I really kind of gravitated towards when watching this movie, the actor who plays Marina, uh, her name is Daniela Vega, is a transgender woman. Oh, cool. And that lends a real authenticity Authentic to yeah. the film when you watch it that makes it even more powerful. Right. And so that's why I was like, wow, this is really amazing. They deserve – people deserve representations. And if, if there are transgender people that can play that role, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, she does an amazing job. Yeah. So uh, that alone I think was a, a, a huge uh, a huge reason why uh, I wanted to recommend this film because there are – you know. Tom Hanks in Philadelphia did a great job, mm -hmm. but he wasn't a member of that community. Right. So th there's always going to be that small little lip that he can't cross mm -hmm. because he is not part of that community. Exactly, exactly. And so to have a transgender woman portray a transgender woman mm -hmm. uh, in a, a manner that is uh, empowering because ultimately, and I, I'm not going to spoil it, but ultimately she does get a, um, get a modicum of respect, uh, self-respect back. And this is probably a spoiler, but for those of you who are concerned, she gets the dog back. Oh, I was going to ask, honestly. And that's, <laughs> that was the most important thing. Really. Well, yeah. But she got the dog back. Good, good, good for the director and the, the um, people who fought to get the, um, the actress who played yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. So the scores uh, for the film, A Fantastic Woman, uh, IMDb gives it 7.2 out of 10. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. Wow. Nice. Yeah, 94%. So if you want to see this movie, and I highly recommend it, uh, you can rent it on iTunes, Prime Video, and Google Play for $3.99. So, right. fantastic woman. Check it out. Good for you. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, I will do my second film here. Now, uh, this is interesting because I didn't, this isn't a uh, feature film, it's a short. It's from Pixar, right? So, all right. This is called Out, and it's available on Disney Plus right now, streaming. It was filmed or sent out um, last year, and it's only about 10 minutes long. Just look them in the eyes and say, Mom, Dad, I'm... <gasps> Happy moving day! What are you getting into? But essentially, what it is is um, there's a guy named Greg, and he he comes from a wonderful family. It's he's you know everything is wonderful, rosy, whatever. He has a uh, little dog who's just like nuts, right? As most little terrier type dogs are. Um, but he also is one of these unfortunate scenarios where he's living a double life, right? So he has a partner, right? Um, and 
he doesn't, his family doesn't know, or, or let's put it this way. He doesn't think his family knows. Ooh. Um, and so he's essentially forced with a, a decision that he has to make. And um, I, I don't want to spoil it because of course it is, it is um, fairly new and it is only about 10 minutes. So I encourage you to watch it, but I will say it was heartwarming to see Pixar do something like this, but I also want to bring up the fact that it, it, came with criticism and especially from folks of the LGBTQ community because it pictures or it it promotes this idea of like happy endings always happen and acceptance always happens. The truth is that's not fair. That's not true. There are some families who don't speak anymore. There are some families who who disown, you know, whoever. Um, so it did come with that. But ultimately it's 10 minutes of a really lovable story with um you know, a dog and a cat who have these weird powers to like switch minds. And you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. It's a Pixar movie. Just, mm. just put it out there. Um, but it's super cute and uh, you should give it a try. It is available on Disney plus if you have the streaming account. Um, and other than that, it, it's just cute. It's a nine nice, minute thing. Nice. But I will say I've got a couple of honorable mentions or do you want to go and then we'll do those afterwards? Well, before we go there, um, I just wanted to, uh, what you mentioned is that that short film got some criticism. It did, yes. And I, I honestly don't think that's fair. Really? Because, yeah. you know, for happy endings, that's what movies are about. True. In yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. To be aspirational, yeah. to be uplifting. And I, yeah. there are plenty of movies out there that you that can watch. Don't have that it, yeah. don't have it. Exactly. So you need yeah. to have a balance there. Well, I, I, think, I think the argument is, you know, realism but i think you need to take that with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. first of all it's an animated feature yeah the, the, it, the realism is thrown out of the window based on that and then the second part here is that sure this may not be the most um realistic mm -hmm. ending but maybe it's the ending that most people want yeah and so good on pixar for putting it out there yeah you want to yeah. be sad watch the first 10 minutes of up oh uh oh my god that movie that movie ruined me for like a year but here's yeah. something interesting. Have you have you seen Luca? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. So Mr. Mandalorian and I we watched it for about half an hour of it, and we were like, you know what? We don't feel grabbed. We're we're not feeling very grabbed. And then we had dinner, and we went back to it, and it turns out that it is a lovely movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was wonderful, and at the end, I thought. Um, there was this now i don't know if it's true right but the feeling i got was breaking down those barriers or trying to at least of the male-to-male -male friendship right yes so like you can the idea of like you can have a best friend and a, a powerful love for each other without being a couple right but also getting rid of that stigma of like oh you know you must be gay if you love your friend so much True, but there are some, you know, there are some people that kind of ship that. Well, that, well you know what, yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. It, it's, it's fine. It doesn't have to say it. Exactly. And it doesn't say it. Yeah. Which is great because everybody is entitled to their interpretation right. of that relationship. Yeah. Which I think is great. Which I thought was adorable. Yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because I, I've said before on past podcasts that, you know, why was Luca on Disney Plus instead of in the theaters? Right. And I think I understand that. It's a it's a different it's a very different movie than Pixar has put out before. Yeah, uh, and and somebody somebody said, and I agree with this. It is the closest that Pixar has done to a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, yeah, and its tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can say that. So I was like, yeah, okay. So this is kind of almost an experimental film, sure, for Pixar. 
And it's a little bit easier, I imagine, to put it to streaming services rather than putting it in theaters. Yeah, where it might not do as well because it doesn't have that, money. that kick, that gimmick. Yeah. That kind of, you know, that hook. Yes, yes. Which, I mean, Studio Ghibli, of course, you kind of sit down and you don't stop throughout the entire film. Towards the end of this movie, it really was like that. Um, but cute movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. lovely movie. Right. I thought the animation was really good, too. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was like almost, uh, you know, it was like photorealistic for a lot of like the for, scenery, yeah. the buildings. And the, when the parents, I'm not going to spoil it, but the parents, too, when they were no longer themselves and then turned into like the human version of themselves, yeah. they were really. I uh, love uh, the parents. <laughs> there was uh, Maya the mother Rudolph, and father. Maya yeah. Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were really great. That was good. All right, your second pick. All right. So, and okay, so I'm going to bring it down again. <laughs> oh sorry. no. Um, so one one really terrible experience that some in the gay community have had to endure is what is referred to as conversion therapy. Ugh, gross. In effect, it's an attempt to fix air, air quotes a person's sexual identity through various and potentially dangerous psychological and physical means. Yeah. Now, children were, and in some instances, are being sent to facilities that are mostly run by evangelical Christian organizations to so-called pray the gay away. Mm. If you if you get that, you've probably heard that before. So many states and counties have effectively banned this practice in the United States, but it still exists. Um, so my second pick deals with the true story of the son of a Baptist preacher in Arkansas who sends his gay son to undergo this conversion therapy. And it's called Boy Erased. Jared, I want you to do well. I want you to have a great life. I love you, but we cannot see a way that you can live under this roof if you're gonna fundamentally go against the grain of our beliefs. Jared, tell me the truth, that's all. I think about men. I don't know why. And I'm so sorry. Your parents signed you up for a program to fix you, but Jared, you are a perfectly normal, very healthy teenage boy. They're gonna do things for you. Your revelation. You wanna say goodbye? Welcome to the refuge program. You cannot be born a homosexual. This is a lie. It's a choice. Go. Fake it till you make it. Become the man you are not. Save yourself. Jared, God will not love you the way that you are. Is this what you want? Who's going to strike this demon down? Hit it! It's a rocky. I'm having a tough time. I'm going to give you some advice. Tell them whatever they want to hear. Play the part. Unless you really think you can change. Or even want to. What you're going through right now is just a moment. A moment. Yeah. A moment. I love God and I love my son. For your father, it's a little more complicated. We are not finished. I am because you won't listen. Your father is sitting here. Tell him how you hate him. I'm not going to pretend I hate my father. I don't hate my father. Then where is all this anger coming? Because you're making me angry. Open the door now. They say sometimes you gotta hurt a child in order to help them, but a mother knows when something is right. I don't want to pretend anymore. I've had to ask myself and God if I'm ready to lose you. 
Oh, I think I've heard of this before. It's got Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe in it. They're the parents. Yes, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So their son, Jared, um, undergoes what can only be described as psychological torture from these so-called counselors. Uh, Jared sees other young men in the program being humiliated, beaten with Bibles, nearly drowned in a bathtub. It's awful what they do. Uh, Now, so uh, there, there, there had been some criticisms about the film's portrayal of this as it, it's kind of, it's, there's not a whole lot of subtlety. Sure. It's a bit on the nose with its characterizations as well. So, you know, especially uh, Jared's parents, once again, uh, Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and Russell Crowe. Australians. And, yeah. So that's the kind of thing that, that I quite, uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit. Sure. You know, they're both very capable actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, discounting Les Mis uh, with Russell Crowe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. neither are from the American South. Yeah. And they're sort of almost stereotypical portrayals and sometimes obvious fake accents really kind of take you out of it a little bit. That's so you gotta, tough. That's tough. You know, you got to kind of go with that if, you know, because it's a very, it, it's a fairly humorless movie. <laughs> And, you know, because of the, the topic and the subject matter, of, well, of course. of course, yeah. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it, it just, it gets almost there. But for some reason, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe kind of like, uh, take you out of it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, now, the understanding is that it is a true story. Okay. Uh, it's based on a 2016 memoir by uh, an LGBTQ activist named uh, Gerard Conley. Yeah. And that that alone kind of gives it a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. And gravitas than if it were just a you know fictional right. account, but it's based on a true account of what happened at one oh. of these uh, facilities with the conversion therapy. So, you know, um, it really kind of makes you makes you feel for the character and the struggles yeah. that he and others have gone through That's with these kind of you know crazy practices. But you know, um, like me, I mean. It, I, I struggle to wrap my head around why this kind of thing happens and yeah. still happens. Yeah. And uh, Boy Erased doesn't really answer that question, mm. but it, it does give you some understanding of how this terrible practice can ruin families and even end lives via you know suicide and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is. I think it's important because it is a practice that still goes on that in some blows communities. My mind. Yeah, it has been banned in many states uh, as well, but as it should. there are some that still allow the practice to continue. So I think it's you know while it's not perfect, um, it is. I think it's a, it's an important movie. Um, if that's something that you feel like you you want to know more information about, or you kind of want to understand that this is something that really happens, then yes, uh, I would recommend seeing Boy Erased. Um, it's not an easy film to watch, but, you know, a lot of so-called important films, you know, are hard to watch. Yeah. But it can be important to do that. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the scores go, uh, it gets a 6.9 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database and an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Now, if you do want to watch this film, uh, if you uh, have a premium subscription to the NBC-owned streaming service Peacock, you can watch it right now for free, uh, or you can rent it from most of the major streaming platforms like iTunes, Vudu, Prime Video, Google Play, mm-hmm. for three dollars and ninety nine cents. 
So I do not want to leave this on a down note. So I'm going to give you a word. Okay. Variant. Oh, I have much to talk about, <laughs> but I can't. Okay. Here's the thing. I was worried that this was going to be a crap show. I really was. I was like, please do not make Loki into this really bad, you know, TV sitcom character, but it is not happening so nope. far. I Thank you, it. Kevin Feige. Um, so, so variant. So I don't want to spoil anything, but um, you got to watch Loki. It's every Wednesday on Disney Plus. Now you know how DC does that like universe thing where like yeah. you can have two different flashes and like eighteen different Superman. Yeah. Some are oh, evil yeah. and whatnot. It's called the CW. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is it? What is it again? The multiverse. The multiverse. Yep. Thank you, Mister Mandalorian. So, um. <laughs> that's kind of what's going on right now, right? And I think this is one of the first times it's been conceptualized for the Marvel universe, especially mm -hmm. for like our beloved characters. Um, so I have two bones with it. The first one is Loki's hair. Now, I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but I think about Loki and I think about him in the movie. Um, what was it? The second or third Iron Man or whatever. He had longer hair. And then suddenly he goes through this time cube thing and he meets the TVA and his hair is shorter. And I don't like it. I think it's just not, it doesn't flow well. I know it's silly. So that would be a Harriant? Oh, Harriant. My second one is also a Harriant. One of the uh, female versions mm -hmm. of Loki yep. has blonde hair. And I know that sounds silly, but I just wanted everything to be like almost copyish. But I, I understand why. But other than that, it's like Doctor Who on steroids. Mm, yes. <laughs> I love Doctor Who, but Loki is really good right now. Absolutely. And uh, I have some theories. Oh, do share. Uh, so one of my theories is that, so uh, apparently in this, you know, he, it is explained to, uh, to Loki uh, through a charmingly animated character, Miss Minutes, <laughs> that, you know, basically the timeline was sort of, put back together by the timekeepers, these mysterious... The, the, yeah, who are these timekeepers? Yes. So uh, it is my belief that these timekeepers do not exist. That they're fabricating them? That they that they basically are figureheads and they, they're not real and basically everything has just been coasting. They've just been doing this job over and over, you know, from the beginning oh. of time. And they don't... That's why they need Loki. Yeah, that's why they're, they, you can't meet them, you can't see them. Yeah. They, they're not real. I don't think they're real. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a really good theory. I think something big is going to happen with them, yeah. though. So another thing, and this is not my theory, but a theory, a theory that I read, is that you know how um, Loki's plan is kind of, he wants to take over. He wants to usurp the timekeepers yeah. and do that. And one theory that I read that actually kind of makes sense is that he gets to that point, right? He gets to that point where he's going to meet the timekeepers. He's going to enact his plan. And so... The, and and what he finds is another Loki has yeah. already done it, and he's pissed. Yeah, because yeah. and and the one reason that theory kind of makes sense is um, the, uh, there's an actor Richard E. Grant. Oh, I love him. He is in Loki in an undisclosed role. It is oh. confirmed that he has been cast in Loki, and people are, are thinking he's going to be old Loki. Really? And that he is responsible. He has oh already my. taken over the timekeepers because that was Loki's goal. Richard E. Grant is a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. He, he's a wonderful actor. And honestly, I would be so, 
I mean, I'm I'm so excited to see that he's he's going to be in Loki. He's going to be that. They, uh, there was a picture on Instagram of the him and uh, Tom Hiddleston taking a picture together on the set. Tom Hiddleston. Um. So I mean, I I'm very excited. I I like that theory a lot. That's basically old Loki who has already taken over the time right. keepers, and that's what Loki finds there when he gets there. Like, sorry, it's yeah. a continuous thing. It's already done. Oh <laughs> so. man, you know, I the show's done a really good job too with the 1950s aspect. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like Fallout for some people who play the game Fallout. It's kind of like you're preparing to go into a bomb shelter. Almost. That whole aesthetic. Yeah, it's really I love good. The aesthetic. Me too. I love the 1950s. I'm it's waiting so for cool. him to find like a Smeg fridge, uh. and I'm gonna be like, I want that fridge. But yeah, Lo- Ugh, man, Loki is living up and it is super exceeding all of my expectations. Yes. And to go quickly back to the topic, uh, basically Loki <laughs> has confirmed yep. that he's bisexual. Yep. Or gender fluid, if well, you want to use that term. Yeah. So it was one of those where it wasn't like a prominent pronunciation of like, this is it. It was just, but it it was was just, just a throwaway that whatever. just like, yeah, like it was matter of fact, which it yeah. should be. Exactly. It was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it shouldn't be a big deal at this point. Just exactly. like, oh, okay. There are, there are some people kind of like, that's not canon. But first of all, Loki uh, is a Norse god. We don't even know what canon really yeah, is. Yeah, and you don't get to decide what canon is. Ex- Marvel does. Yeah, exactly. You're not being paid. or It's, not, not, it's paid. not up to you. <laughs> so, so question. Yes. yes. For the comic book nerds in the room. Loki's a god. So how is there an older Loki? Aren't gods supposed to be eternal? Does yes. He just age until he just ages out of existence, or how does that? that well, they're not they're not immortal specifically. They are incredibly long lived. Yes. So, uh, like, if he is the Loki at the end of time, he could very well be old. Oh, right. Funny. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're going. So they're well, you know, the gods, the Asgardian gods, and all them. They they can live for you know thousands of years. What, they're not completely eternal. What movie was it where Loki was like, yeah, we can we're, we live like humans too, give or take a thousand years. Yeah, something like that. So mm-hmm. they're for all intents and purposes immortal, but not really. Yeah, not. I mean, and they can us. be killed. This is so, true. Yeah, this is true. But yeah, so that's you know that's kind of how they're. That's that's comic book canon. Yeah. So, (laughs) but I'm sure they're going to go with it because that makes sense. Wow. You know what? We think we know Marvel, but the Scarlet Witch was... Marvelous. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I'm looking forward to Black Widow. Um, I am and I'm not only because I really just have not been invested in that character, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Have you seen the trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Um, yes. I was a little bit confused. I'm not sure what I was supposed to be seeing. Is there like a, an alternate trailer that's coming out that puts everything together? Yeah, there or? was a second trailer that was just uh, dropped, I think, a couple days ago. Oh, well, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. Please. So my first one is a Lifetime movie. It's called A Girl Like Me, the Gwen Araujo story. Um, it's based on true, unfortunately, a true story of a transgender woman named Gwen um, who she has a very tough, tough life, obviously, but she has the loving support of her family. Um, and in the end, that isn't enough to sustain her. And also people are just horrible, but it's a lifetime movie. So you expect that kind mm. of stuff, right? It, but it is, it is a very intriguing story. Mm. One to, to watch it also, um, broaches that sort of, we, I don't want to say weird, but that, that, that type of person who understands that a person is transgender and just doesn't care, mm. right? Like, so like someone who's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that's not always portrayed in film either. That's true. You know, and this Lifetime movie does a really good job of, uh, you know, 
an accepting person like that. Um, the second one is, and I'm sure lots of people have seen it, but The Danish Girl with Eddie Redmayne. Mm, yeah. I thought that was a fantastic yeah. movie. Um, if you're unaware, uh, he plays a, well, a transgender woman who was preparing to go under one of the first, like, um, operations. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this is like 1920s time, right? So it's it's not necessarily very um, well done i guess mm. or f- commonly done yeah. um but the, the idea here is that it's a it's a, sto- a story of um the struggle of his wife who loves him dearly um accepting this and although she does you know it also gives her side of things of like missing yeah. him but anyways uh he also won an oscar for it i think um so check it out very cool yeah excellent Woo-hoo. all right so i think that kind of wraps it up for yeah. our one Hundred episodes. episode. I know this was a little bit long, but I think I think it was good. We had some really cool choices. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Really, and it it was an important one, right? So like, we don't normally go like super. Uh, what's the word? Like serious. <laughs> exactly. There you go. We're not usually as serious, but with it being Pride Month, with it being yeah. our hundred episode, and also with just us being like humans, yeah. we just wanted to be like, hey, this stuff exists. Yeah, and it's not like you know certain corporations that just conveniently put rainbow stuff on their logos. Um, just to rainbow you know, capitalism is real. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you know, I mean, it's not like we have you know any any like nefarious interest in doing something. We just wanted to do it because we thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, so, exactly. There you go. So it'll yeah, never happen again because yeah. you know we're not all about doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, next dive. Here Halloween. We go. Oh no, wait, not Sorry. yet. Not yet. I know, I know. Although, once again, the trailer for Halloween Kills. Uh, yeah. I I I, I can't even. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you excited? Okay, 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 okay. Very excited. So it's not just like you're like so upset about it. No, 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 no. And Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. Yeah, I'm just thrilled. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> aside from that, summer. Oh, yeah. We're here. It has been incredibly hot. Oh, my God. Today, too. Like 95 degrees. Yeah, we're in in the beginning of the heat wave. Yay. Uh, So, summer's in full swing. And, you know, one thing those crazy far-out teenagers love to do, they love to grab (laughs) a board and go surfing. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. So, from beach blanket bingo to point break, the microcast next week, hangs 10 with the history of the surf movie. Point break. Point break. That's right. Uh, and speaking of summertime, and I, uh, you know, I, I hate summer. I mean, I don't hate summer, but it's full of things that are supposed to be fun but aren't. Like sand? Like sand, yeah. Like sand uh, Hot weather. Oh, don't even. Um, <laughs> no, I hate sand. I sweat like a Floridian laying asphalt. And I broil like a delicious Maine lobster. Yeah, so, no, yeah, you are super Irish, too. I am. I mean, I start... I start at like a raw shrimp color, yep. and I quickly go to you know lobster shell, lobster broiled, cooked, yeah. broiled lobster. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. Uh, now, oh. something else that is supposed to be fun but is not is the topic of our next podcast, Ooh. which is summer camp. Summer camp. Summer camp. Oh, the brochures make it sound oh. great. Canoeing, camaraderie, yes. campfires, crafts. In reality. Summer Camp is a trauma-inducing, ritualistic humiliation festival, and it also makes for great movie entertainment. So, what Summer Camp movies. What oh, happened to you? We'll find out. <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned. Ooh, stay tuned. <laughs> We're going to talk about our past. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Not again. Uh, so, that is next time on the Deep Dive Podcast. Woohoo! Um, so, where can our friends find us? Uh, well, if you take exit eight off of four. No, no, no. I don't mean my house. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You could also just go to like the deep dive podcast.com 
And there you will find links to all of our social medias, our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Our email, if you want to go ahead and send us an email, we would love it. Also, you can see our entire library of episodes. So if you, you know, perchance want to go ahead and download one or all of them, you have that opportunity. Yeah. And it is a library now, isn't it? It really is. It's amazing. It's 100 episodes deep. 100? Yeah. Well, actually, technically, it's not at all. Okay, so once again... <laughs> The pilot episode, which, you know. <laughs> they're not always the greatest, they're, but. No, but you know what? And I, I the last time we did this, I threatened, I threatened us to do a special release <laughs> of that pilot episode. Exactly. So that people can see just how far we've come. So if you want to hear that episode, uh, you got to head over to our Instagram and let us know. Or Twitter right. or Facebook or Gmail. Tell us, you know, <laughs> do you want to torture yourself with that madness? So if you would yeah. like that, let us know because, hey, you know what? You asked for it, you're going to get it. We also got a merch stand where you can yes. get fantastic t-shirts. Sometimes we also do like seasonal ones. Like we have a Halloween one, a Christmas one. Yes, a flag yes. day. Yeah, Arbor Day. Yeah. Uh, you know. Although yesterday or actually this weekend was uh, Arbitrary Day, wasn't it? Because it was June 25th, so it's halfway in between to Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I put that on a shirt, but whatever. <laughs> It's a really long title. I'll try. <laughs> I can try. Magnets and pins. Oh, we have Ooh. magnets and pins. Magnets and pins. And stickers. And stickers. Magnets uh, are attractive. Yes. Mag uh, well, yeah. uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. We're going to edit that out. Edit. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I'm <laughs> thinking about temporary tattoos. Oh. You know, that would be kind of fun. We could get a real tattoo. Want to do that? No. I can't decide. I, I can't decide. You know what? What? Uh, what to watch on on TV? How am I supposed to decide on a tattoo? I can't. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh, folks. And, All right. So uh, on that note. that was our 100th episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of your fun comments and for honestly, for the most, just putting up with us and just being you and just being you. Mm. Stay safe. Get That's your vaccine. Right. There's plenty out there. There's plenty out there. We need to reach herd immunity, people. Yes, we it's do. Not like a, this is not like one of those telethons. We got to do it. <laughs> Can you imagine We got to reach Kasem? our goals. <laughs> it's Casey Kasem with the top 40 vaccinations of the day. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So for Amanda and myself, I'm Tom. Thanks again for listening. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your pets about us. And come back and listen to us again. Bye. Bye, everybody. All clips used in the Deep Dive podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive theme was composed and performed by Ryan Blaney and produced by EchoCraft. The Deep Dive podcast is a production of Automaton Studios.